Hey there, in the Answer Me series, we had covered on how to answer an estimation question in an interview. We can broadly categorize the interview questions into three categories. One type of questions would be on designing a product. The second type of questions could be on improving a product. And the third type of question could be on your favorite product. In today's podcast, we will pick a product which most of you are familiar with and then delve into how it can be improved. Thank you, Krishna. So, uh, I think as Krishna mentioned, today's uh, the primary question that we are going to focus is how to improve a product. And the product that we have picked up is Google Pay. Uh, in general, uh, you should be very careful about what product you are picking up. Uh, try to pick a common product uh, which you expect the uh, interviewer would have uh, used and do not pick a very specific or a very niche product because then it's sort of the the uh, you would also have to basically paint them a picture because if they have not used the product so it becomes more difficult for you to uh, make the interviewer relate to the uh, product and then relate to the answers as well so try to pick a product which is basically fairly used and which you also fairly use so that uh, both are able to relate and you have you can answer better so we have picked up Google Pay, uh, and uh, this is just our point of view on, and this is generally uh, the answer that you give will be uh, biased uh, uh, from your own usage, but then you also have to think about what other users might be facing, and that's the uh, main uh, thing that would be evaluated as well. So how are, are you actually able to uh, think logically and rationally and not put in your biases as a user as well? So uh, let's start. Uh, to answer such questions, I think the, these are questions which can be prepared uh, beforehand and uh, you should always uh, do keep uh, two to three products ready uh, in general from different domains. And uh, even if, uh, if the interviewer gives you a product on how do you improve say phone pay, you should be able to sort of solve them on the go. And there's a very good framework or uh, very basic steps that you can follow to answer these questions. So I'll briefly cover the steps that uh, you need to follow and then we will uh, go a little detail in each of the steps. What do I do in a situation currently, you know, with the work from home and uh, people able to take interviews from everywhere? There are a lot of uh, companies from the West which is opening up. So if uh, I am asked to uh, look at a product design improvement of a product that I've never seen or used, uh, how do I handle that situation? So, so I think uh, the, if you try to follow the steps, right? So in general, uh, the framework says, okay. So in general, when you think about it, why was a product built, right? So the first thing is there is a primary goal of a product. So if you are not accustomed or never used the product and you are shown the product at that point of time, try to just think logically on, okay, what was the goal of the product? Uh, is the is the goal achieved by the current uh, uh, journeys or current flows or the current product? And what are the improvements possible? So I think if you try to follow a similar approach and say, okay, okay what was the primary goal and uh, think uh, logically, I think you will be able to arrive uh, at the solution. And, and, and if you keep practicing uh, with different products, I think that also becomes a good part of your portfolio. If you are trying to, uh, if you are an aspiring product manager and you build certain uh, cases like this, and uh, you keep them in your uh, documented and you do four or five, I think you will be then able to apply this, uh, these steps in other new products as well. So it should not take 
be a big challenge i think probably it's also wise to be upfront uh, to the interviewer saying hey you know what i've not used this product nor have i seen the gui so um, you know give me the benefit of doubt maybe that's one approach that uh, you know we can take or you can probably ask him okay you know if this is what you're saying a similar a product which i know which probably you are also aware is uh, this and uh, so can i actually you know think on those lines so that we both know the product maybe that's another option that we can possible but but uh, i would recommend you should always be ready because the interview might say no because one thing which we people generally try to evaluate is that we know what you have worked on and what you will be able to achieve but how are you in a new product interface because you are actually going to work in a new company and you effectively are expected to understand a new product and then solve for them right so that's the major evaluation as well mm-hmm. so one should be prepared for cases where saying ki okay you don't know the product and you're seeing it for the first time and understanding the users and understanding the flows you should be able to add value because the core principles remain the same got it go ahead man uh, cool so uh, there are primarily five steps uh, that you would have to follow so again you can always uh, tweak these steps as per your need and what the approach that you think and you can always modify these steps and add more sort of steps uh, as per your need uh, so primarily uh, i'll cover briefly about what is the each uh, uh, agenda uh, agenda of the each step so first step is what is the goal of the product so uh, try to understand what is the prime so there would be multiple use cases right multiple uh, goals of a product but you have to understand what is the primary goal of the product uh, second uh, and state it out on what is that user journey that they were trying to solve or what is the business problem that they were trying to solve uh, second is what problems does the product face so you have to also understand uh, think about uh, and call this out to the interviewer saying ki okay what are the what is the key problem that you think uh, might ex- so you would not know of course on what what problem because you don't have the data available and uh, you don't have the user research available uh, to you so you can just call out saying ki you have assumed that this is the primary problem that say google pay uh, might be or the product might be facing and that's the challenge that they they would be trying to solve and that that is what you are trying to uh, answer in the uh, coming next uh, 30 minutes Uh, in case you are given a specific problem uh, like say for example how will google play play google pay increase their user base or how will they increase user engagement or how will they increase revenue or how will they increase the conversion uh, from visitors to registered registered customers so these are the different types of problems that uh, a product might face you can you be ready with these exhaustive uh, problems so think about what other problems can it be can there be uh, for a product and have this exhaustive list available to you and then when uh, when you're thinking of or talking about a product then you pick up the top problems that you think might be applicable for that product and uh, and then you start picking up uh, thinking about the solution for that Uh, the next step is how would you solve this problem so uh, now you will go through the journeys and think about the solutions so while thinking about solutions i think primarily the interviewer will look for two things what are the short term fixes or the small minor fixes that you can do to actually uh, get a uh, quick turnaround and quick return uh, and then also what are the big things that you are uh, able to actually think about think hey uh, what are the big bets that you can think of for, to actually solve the problem 
So I think uh, keep these two lenses in mind always uh, as a checklist saying, ki, okay, when you will present a solution, you will actually bucket it down and saying, ki, what are the small quick fixes that you should do and what are the big bets that you should do? So that sort of gives give the interviewer a sight of saying, ki, okay, hey, you know how to hustle and get things done quickly in a sh- small, uh, short period of time, but you are also a, a long-term thinker as well. So that's an important skill that they would want to evaluate. Uh, next step is how would you implement these solutions? So effectively, uh, uh, do you see any uh, technical challenges or do you see any business challenges or how would you basically uh, reduce cost and how would you reduce risk? So keep that angle in mind and uh, what are the uh, challenges or uh, approach or prioritization that you would think uh, when uh, putting these Based on, based on the size of the problem, right? So how would you actually want to prioritize and fix what problem first? So I think that's something which you should also uh, present in the solution. And so effectively you would say, okay, these are the approach, this was the problem. These are the solutions that I recommend in order of priority and order of impact. And why have you actually come up with that prioritization? So we will we'll try to cover uh, those things uh, uh, in the solution. And then next is how you how do you validate your solution? So once you have implemented the solution, it was backed by research and uh, backed by data. But once you actually go ahead and implement the solution, how do you validate it? So then this is where your analytical skills are evaluated, where you talk about what metrics you should track, how would you infer that the solution worked or not, and how do you do how do you how do you retrospect and understand what could have been done better so that you don't repeat those mistakes so this gives a view of saying okay you have that analytical mindset and you are learning you you learn from your mistakes and then you have that what it takes to be a product manager so uh, to summarize the five steps are uh, one is you state the goal of the product and probably you validate with the interviewer itself whether you both are in line with this is the goal of the product Uh, second is uh, you state what are the problems that you think uh, customers are facing and how would you solve them and how would you go about implementing these uh, solutions and i think the last is how do you validate it and get feedback from it and improve the solution these are the broad five so uh, let's start uh, with our product of the day, Google Pay. Uh, so what is the step one that we discussed uh, in the approach was uh, what is the primary goal of the product? So uh, again, at the end of the day, every every product is trying to make business or make money out of it. So everything that is built, it's sort of solving that purpose directly or indirectly. Uh, but from a user point of view, when you think about it, uh, the first primary goal of Google Pay is enabling the users to make peer-to-peer payments. Um, and uh, to peer-to-peer payments and payments to businesses as well. So uh, that's the primary goal. Uh, the secondary goal is basically enable users to uh, make recharges and make utility payments, uh, bill payments, mobile bill, broadband, etc. cetera, uh, gas cylinder payments, and there are multiple uh, sort of uh, use cases available. In that. So to clarify this with the uh, interviewer, saying this is the primary goal of the product as per your understanding. If there is a uh, change in the primary goal, just uh, clarify and then move forward uh, in the journey. Uh, let's move to step two. Uh, step two is basically what problems does the product face. Uh, in general, uh, I think as we discussed, right, there can be multiple uh, problems that uh, might exist from a 
from Google Pay point of view. And if you speak to a product manager at Google Pay, they might give you a huge list of problems. It might be different from what you think because they know they have data, they have user research to back it up. But from uh, from what the limited understanding that you have, and as a user, of course, it would be biased. But just think about. So I personally believe that there is a scope of improvement in conversion from. Um, in general conversion and uh, there is slight friction at certain points in the journey of making say a payment to a, a friend or to a business uh, so i think that that can be improved and it, and it will actually help us improve the conversion so the primary problem uh, that we are trying to solve uh, is conversion and we will also talk about how we can actually do some minor changes to increase some revenue and give more use cases to the customer as well so that sort of gives you uh, more reasons for the users to come on to the platform so that's what the uh, primary problem that we are trying to solve so your definition of conversion is from when a, a user is come opening the app with an intent and he wants to make a payment so if that payment does not happen uh, you have lost a conversion correct so let's move to step 3 on how do you solve this problem so uh, uh, let's let's talk about the first journey right where we talk about uh, making payments to peers so that's the first journey that we are picking uh, so how 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 does it start so first uh, uh, because you are going to listen to this podcast what we would recommend is please open the google app right now uh, and this will ha- actually help you imagine what i am talking about it would be difficult to sort of you might remember some bits here and there but i think it's very important to go into detail and when you are actually solving this site you can actually request the interviewer to allow permission to look at the app because that would be very important to do don't go by your memory that hey i have used google pay so many times but i i don't have the need to open it now you are actually going to look at it from a very different lens where you are trying to improve it so hence it is important for you to open the app and look at it so uh take a pause of 2 seconds open the app and walk me uh, as as i uh, talk about the journey try to keep doing steps or things that i am talking right cool so let's start with uh, making payments to peers so uh, uh, the first thing that you do is you search for the contact because you have come with high intent and you want to make a payment uh to a friend so as soon as you search for that contact uh google surprisingly uh gives you the so if for example i have saved uh, krishna's name as krishna uh, say krishna podcast in my phone book and if i search for krishna or enter krishna's number it will actually give me the name of the the registered name of krishna on google so it will give me a name of krishna ramalingam and i'll immediately be surprised hey because i i remember calling krishna uh, uh, by the name of krishna podcast but hey why is it showing krishna ramalingam it becomes very difficult because you generally know people and you don't don't ask them um, uh, by their full name right so i have a friend whose name is suresh but his actual name is roughly i think it can be a part of in guinness book record uh, suresh nagasetty bawas bavi setty etc etc and it is like uh, 200 characters so if i see that when google tells me that i will be shocked and i have a very high probability of dropping off so when you compare this to other payment apps right uh, you when you see phone pay or paytm they actually they have kept it very simple because i am that trust factor for me to actually go ahead and make that uh, transaction and so this is mostly to keep the consumer so why would they have done it right so think about why would they have done it in the first place they would have actually thought about saying ke hey uh, they should know the actual uh, registered name of the users to avoid frauds 
but it is it was done to keep build trust but it is actually doing the other way around where it i am not trusting it anymore because i don't i see a very alien name coming on my screen so i think that's the that's the first major uh, pain point uh, and and when you compare it with other apps to do this comparison look at phone pay look at paytm who are competitors of google pay they do it very smoothly they will give you the registered name on the next screen if you choose to make, go ahead in the journey but they will choose the contact from your contact book so this is the first uh, sort of now you have so now do, start documenting now you have one one small fix uh, which might help you increase conversion so just document it saying ki this is a small solution that will help you improve conversion next step uh, uh, so for example in the journey now that i have assumed that i want to transfer money to krishna and i have selected the name and as soon as i try to make a payment uh, if my location so again if my location is uh, switched off google pay forces me to switch on my location like how ola does it i think people will be able to relate to uh, the use case of ola asking for location to even log into the app uh, so google also actually forces you to uh, switch on the location every time you try to make a payment uh other apps don't and that sort of so uh, personally i think this number would be less because people generally keep their location on a lot but in general i personally uh, don't keep the location on and it becomes an additional extra step to switch on the location so android users of course it is very straightforward but for ios users it's a pain to go and allow location and uh, uh enable location that also is a so again the reason why would they have done it right so it's very important to understand the perspective of the product manager who would have done it because it's a very big call that would they would have taken this is again to avoid frauds saying ki okay you should know the location and if it's in a familiar location you don't allow the payment or you fail the payment and every time i actually am in a new location google always fails that location fails that transaction it becomes very irritating so i know that ki i am in a slightly different location every time that payment is going to fail so that sort of is a very important point at that juncture where the drop off might happen because not everyone will actually give it a second thought right so that's another small fix that you can think of uh, think of trade offs will it lead to frauds look at data try to figure out if you were able to avoid frauds etc etc so try call this out as well because it will be a trade off it will be a trade off and a big call so i think but it, it's a small fix where you can see conversion improving now let's let's assume that the so what what's next in the journey right you have you have searched for a contact now you have entered the amount that you want to pay and now you have moved forward and uh, you have done the payment right uh, reward screen so right now uh, i think google pay reward program is one of the best reward program i think they did, did some amazing job in uh, during diwali the dia campaign ipl and i think they have done some great campaigns i think there uh, the idea is to actually make people come again i think they have this milestone driven gamification incentive where you achieve uh, milestones and uh, once you achieve the milestones it has changed now and you basically are given a scratch card again so if that is the motive why don't why don't this why don't we start showing uh, a milestone driven view saying ki okay three more uh, transactions to actually earn a reward so that will because i am done with the transaction at that point of time it will actually make make the hook stronger and i will be forced to so that will stick in my mind saying hey i have three more uh, rewards three more uh, transactions to do to achieve a reward 
right now that comes on to the rewards page when i am actually scratching a card and that scratch card is so that's what that's what google pay tries to do where they give me a scratch card and say ki it will be active after 7 days so that's what they are trying to do where they are trying to get me to the app and tell me saying ki hey three more rewards pending to achieve a, a, a three more transactions pending to achieve a reward but why not do it immediately after the uh, uh, transaction is successful and tell the user say hey uh, perfect the scratch card will be active 7 days later and you have you have the scratch card that you have earned that at that point of time do three more transactions to earn another extra scratch card uh, so that that sort of sticks to the users in mind so that actually uh, solves another problem of getting the people back onto the platform all right uh, i think we now have uh, three small fixes uh, or maybe you can say the rewards screen again experimentation you can always recommend experimentation try it with some people and see the data and how would you want to approach this so i think that's that's an additional extra input that you can always do uh, so we have covered uh, the overall journey of making a payment to peers after the payment is done i actually land on to the home page right so um, in general when you see the home, google pays home page i am never able to understand what is that i am trying to do or what is that i am expected to click on so it's the scan qr code cta which primarily if i am coming on google pay without without an intention of making a payment to a peer pro probably i am pl planning to make a payment to a business right so i would definitely want to click a scan qr cta but that scan qr cta is very small and i have these floating heads on my google pay uh, app and they are and probably i am never going to make payments to 90% of those people i if i am going so why not just show frequent payment transactions right i don't want to know who all in my phone book or who all in my gmail book are actually on google pay a friend or a client or a cost business that i worked with 7 years ago it's still in my phone book but i don't want to make payment to them why have there's 30 40 floating heads on the home screen that can be leveraged to actually suggest use cases and you have this recharge bills etc etc make them louder give me ideas around what what other things i can do with google pay why have those uh, floating heads so i think that's something which actually there is a scope of making it neat and that same so i understand so again think about why why was it why was it there in the first place to to, to build trust right so if i see similar faces that saying hey it would be probably for the first time user saying okay uh, i understand i see familiar faces these people are already using it why why do, why don't i give this a shot other better ways of doing it why don't you just put the number of saying key 50 friends from my phone book actually use google pay and put those floating ads behind a click where i see those faces if you want me to show and that sort of builds the trust and makes it keeps it cleaner so that's another way of building trust but i think there is a great scope of improvement there i mean in fact i feel they have totally diverted from their design principles where you know keep the interface as clean as possible the the biggest uh, revenue generator is the search you don't have anything apart from the search bar whereas you look here it's totally cluttered absolutely i think that same is applicable for businesses as well right so probably i am going to a store um, and 99% of the chances i would have scanned i don't want to see their head again if i'm going to pay pay them again i'm not going to choose it from the icon that you're showing on the home page i'm most probably i'm going to scan and that's what i do every time 
if i am making a transaction very frequently via that route show those heads saying ki frequently made transaction that makes sense limit it to 5 max so that sort of gives me that easy so it was basically the uh, ease of use that you were trying to give me give me that but it defeats the purpose of what you were trying to do right showing me those 50 uh, uh, icons on the same page on the home page i i see irctc uh, probably i would have done one transaction in the last 3 years on google pay i still see that on my home page up front the first icon why so i think that's that's the change that i would definitely recommend on the home page and other use cases that we can see i think that probably google pay can think of so think of payments right in general what are the big bets that you can think of international payments right now if i have to send money to a friend in us or a friend has to send money uh, Uh, to us so we keep joking with a junior who is studying in us and we he keeps coming to us uh, for consultation we keep saying please send us dollars and that's when that's when we will consult you there is no way actually to uh, transfer uh, international do international payments seamlessly right now and google pay with its reach with its user base with its trust see that's a very big bet that actually they can leverage right so international payments giving a new reason or new use case for people uh, uh, for uh, users to come and do their transaction use the home page tell me different use cases like recharges etc give me those shortcuts on the home page so that sort of gives me more ideas to come back to the app again so that's where the home page can be decluttered and can be used for seeding uh, 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 ideas and use cases to the for the users uh so i think now we have covered uh, the peer to peer journey we have discussed about when the journey completes we have landed on the home page we have talked about uh, some bit about uh, the home page as well uh, the next primary use case is basically making business payments uh, uh we talked about uh, how does the uh, qr code look like right so uh, the scan qr code i think it was previously hidden somewhere where i had to make two two clicks to actually find that scan qr code cta which i think they have now recently put in a small city of scan qr code uh, on the top but still it took them a lot of time to realize saying hey scan qr code is a big use case and it should not be behind two clicks unlike other apps right so if you would have seen phone pay or paytm uh, they are very upfront about uh, uh, scan qr because scan qr code so i think that's something which finally has happened but there is more scope of making it very prominent because scanning is the uh, primary use case uh, the other use case the other way of paying to um, uh, businesses is via on these internet platforms right where you get a upi request and uh, you you basically have to now approve on the google pay app correct so the request comes in via notifications and sms both uh most of the times i actually am not uh, looking at the sms at that point of time because sms is are generally not available and notifications there is a possibility of error imagine what happens to people who miss don't get the sms not get the notification i have to actually go and find that small icon of that business probably which will not be the registered business name it would be it would not be the brand so for example for super daily they it would be some super tech labs etc etc and i will not be able to see it on the app anywhere it would be a very small icon under businesses and it will just have a dot saying your request would have been made for that so i and i have struggled with that so many times 
why if that and and this is the time where i know and google also knows that i am coming with a high intent of uh, coming out and saying making that payment to the business why not just show it on the uh, app directly as a pop up or as a full screen saying okay okay just give me one city of saying click pay that's it because that's what i have come for and when you think of uh, other apps right so phone pay i get a uh, overlay and they have actually done it one step further where i also get a notification and there is a notification center on the app where i can i know that if it is not coming on the as a overlay i can go and find it under notifications and i also get the usual notification and sms as well similar thing with paytm right so paytm i also uh, get this overlay of and i have a very clear city of pay or decline both cities are available so i think that there is a scope there to improve i understand very limited failures but i think it's it's important to have that uh, flow in general for uh, the customers so these are the small uh, fixes that we th- thought about uh, i think now we have covered uh, most of the uh, solutions and what what have we discussed uh, think about the solutions uh, now this group the solutions uh, uh, what are the quick fixes that you can do what are the big bets that you have thought about and how do you now prioritize so in general think about uh, what is the first thing that you would do keep read about prioritization frameworks you are not any which way if you are getting in an uh, early stage uh, early product manager role you are not expected to think a lot about prioritization but in general think about these things on what is the high what is the most high impact low effort thing that you would want to do do this basic sense and then go ahead and uh, present these solutions uh, uh, accordingly so you fix you can fix the home page what are the quick fixes right so fixing the home page uh, showing names uh, as in contact list uh, that's probably experiment that you can run uh, bring out the use cases up front uh, i think that's something uh, which you can do where you can bring out these use cases and you will see the percentage of uh, people using these use cases might improve uh, reduce the dependency on success rate of sms and notifications uh, can maybe if you have access to data you can go and always recommend saying look at the data and then take a call and then making the location non mandatory if the trade off uh, is valid so if the trade off that we talked about where if it might increase lead to increase in frauds or not and then maybe you can take a call accordingly so these are the small fixes that we talked about and uh, big bets international payments think of more financial use cases go to phone pay paytm what are the things they do if you think about paytm they have paytm money google phone pay also allows you uh, buying mutual funds buying gold google i think also has uh, buying uh, uh, gold etc and then bunch of other use cases which you can say for uh, to become at par with the competition you can think of and suggest some more use cases around that as well which are basically possible so i think we have now covered complete the step 3 where you have basically uh, talked about how do you solve the problem and how would you implement these solutions uh, in general talk about or uh, think about what are the regulations for big bets so international payments uh, there is a possibility of a, a hurdle a regulatory hurdle so think about call those risks out because it's a big bet and it would require effort and implementation what are the challenges there uh in general uh, recommend a experimental approach uh, because that's something which puts you in good light where you experiment you figure out uh, 
if there is a use case can you do a soft launch or can you do some research to figure out what is the scope of that use case etc so do all those things uh, think these are the broad things to keep in mind when you are thinking about how would you implement the solution and then we have covered the uh, prioritization bit already uh, coming to the last final step uh, how would you validate your solution so Let's talk about uh, what metrics you would track, right? So, how would you infer that solution worked or not? Uh, look at the conversions. I think that's what you were trying to do. So, the solutions that you have recommended, where you have tried to uh, show the contact uh, book name of the uh, of the user, uh, that would impact conversion. If you remove the location mandatory check, that would improve the conversion uh, because you always lead to a failure. Then you talk about uh, if you have moved the other use cases uh, on the home page, you basically are actually increasing the revenue by by improving the increasing the contribution of utility transactions. And uh, I think that will also actually have impact on engagement, right? So the the visits of visits per customer to the platform should go high. So these are the primary metrics that you will think about. And you would have also thought about what, how, how much they would move, right? So you generally do a estimate around uh, based on certain analysis and data you have, you basically estimate on how, what metrics will move and how much will are they expected to move. And then you compare before release, after release, and then you do a retrospective so that your estimation becomes better and uh, how have you performed and what has went wrong. I think that's the uh, final step for your uh, solution. It's uh, quite interesting. Uh, most people would have uh, faced these issues and experienced these uh, frictions. Uh, many a times you feel that you don't like an app and use uh, some other ones. But uh, these apparently obvious quick wins can mean uh, a difference between adoption and rejection. Also with uh, regard to the step four and step five, where we are uh, talking about uh, implementing solution and validating, what a PM can think of is uh, how these solutions can be quickly validated with the least effort. I think if we if you use word running experiments and figuring out a lot of things, that is definitely going to earn you some brownie points. That's that's an approach that is generally appreciated uh, in interviews as well. Great. Uh, so to all our listeners, if you found this useful, then do follow, share, and rate our podcast. In fact, uh, pick a product that you use and identify the improvement areas and share it with us at uh, pm underscore journey uh, on Twitter or uh, you can email to uh, productmanagement0100 at gmail.com. If we get an interesting uh, entry, then uh, we will share it in this uh, podcast. Thanks for listening in and take care.